Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. We are entering pumpkin spice season, which is great for coffee drinkers. It's really gross for mixologists. So we have to have maybe a different palette if you are going to craft the perfect fall cocktail. And, you know, maybe for you, it is a a lovely Oregon Pinot. Maybe it is uh, the perfect Manhattan. Maybe it's something that you haven't even thought of yet. And that's why today... To the podcast, I've invited Chris Tustel. He is the founder of A Bar Above. They have a YouTube channel and a website, and he does a lot of how-to videos for people, uh, teaching them the basics of mixology, which, you know, if, if you are a home cook, if you are someone who likes to nurture people with cocktails, then you may, in fact, be a natural mixologist. Uh, I come from a long line of people who enjoy putting weird ingredients together and forcing other people to drink them. So I have a great deal of respect for Chris, who has dedicated his life to this art. So, Chris, welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. And now you can save the fall cocktail. I am so excited, and uh, that's just an amazing introduction. Thank you. <laughs> so tell me, what do you what do you like to shift into in the fall? Because, you know, obviously we're all really familiar with summery drinks, you know, chilled rosé and various margaritas. And, of course, I love all the sorority drinks. You know, I'm a sucker for a chi-chi or a blue Hawaiian, uh, whatever the case may be. If there's a wall of frozen cocktails, I'm all in. But fall, when we make the turn, it's obviously very different. So so what do you like to introduce this time of year? Well, this time of year is really a, a lot of fun because you're kind of straddling two very distinct seasons. You know, you still have one foot in summer and you want to live that as much as possible. But you're also kind of excited about the winter, which is kind of like the barren wasteland for, for you know, culinary and craft cocktails. There's not a lot of fresh fruit and stuff in there. So you have these two different areas to play from. So I like to still entertain summer a little bit, see a little bit of winter in there, um, but then really embrace the fall flavors. So take those cocktails that we love uh, in the summer, like a margarita, and just add a little bit more weight to it, add a little bit more seasonality to it. Um, and transform. You're not. You're not talking about a pumpkin margarita, are you, Chris? You we can't do that do to that, me, Kennedy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Like, it wouldn't be my first choice, but if people want to experiment that way, I'm sure we can make it happen. I wouldn't be surprised if you know. It's like we're still in this weird cultural pumpkin phase because people, you know, it's like pumpkin bread, pumpkin pie, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin loaf. It's all very reassuring when you need something sweet and different as the nights get longer and the days get shorter. You need something to look forward to. Uh, Starbucks has certainly capitalized on it, but I don't know. I, I've, I've never had a pumpkin cocktail. I'm sure there's a way of doing it, but I do love the idea of the perfect Manhattan. So what to you is the perfect Manhattan? This is actually my favorite drink of all, of all time. So I go really kind of just 
traditional on mine. So I get a really nice bourbon or rye, uh, probably about two ounces, um, probably the best vermouth I can get my hands on. And that's typically Carpano Antica. Um, so anywhere from three quarters of an ounce to a full ounce. I've got that. It's like a big bottle. It looks like a wine bottle. It's so good. It is by far the best vermouth you can add to a, a Manhattan, in my experience. If you like it more bitter, you can go with a, another version called Punti Mess, which is um, much more bitter, um, but it still has very similar characteristics. And then just a classic Angostura bitters. Um, those are, you know, two dashes of that. And uh, you gotta you got to splurge for a good Luxardo Maraschino cocktail cherry. It's the game changer in this cocktail. I have to agree with you. Um, I, I do, as I like... Oregon Pinots, I like Oregon cherries too, but mm-hmm. you, you have to find, you know, the, the good, small, rich, dark, pokey little cocktails. And by pokey, I mean you put a little stick through them and, and they're just insanely delightful. Oh, they're so good. And then when you bite into them, they kind of have that snap of like a really well-tempered chocolate. It is, it takes that drink to a whole nother level. So yeah, that's that's my jam right there. What are your, what are your favorite, um, what do you put in your Manhattan? Bourbon or rye? So that, that's pretty much my recipe. I would do two ounces of bourbon or rye. What do you like? Um, I, you know what? It really is a mood thing. Like if I just want a comforting, like a like a fuzzy sweater style of Manhattan, I go with the bourbon because it's a little bit richer, a little bit sweeter. Um, if I'm feeling like I want something a little bit more bold, um, I'll go for the rye because it has more spice to it. It has more character. Uh, it's going to be a little bit leaner. Um, so it really depends on my mood. Most of the time, I'd say probably about 70%, I go with bourbon. And what do you like? Um, you know, I I really think that Four Roses um, does a fantastic job. Uh, I'm looking at my back bar here. If you want to go really rich and decadent, Basil Hayden makes a fantastic I love product. Basil Hayden. And I had a neighbor in Los Angeles who swore that the best Manhattans were made with Basil Hayden. And uh, I've, I, I really like that. So when, when I make cocktails, I use that quite frequently. And it's something that even if you don't like brown drinks, you, mm-hmm. you can have that in there and uh, appreciate it, not feel overwhelmed. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Basil Hayden's not going to break the bank either. You know, you can probably find it around 30 to $40. So it's not ultra premium, but it is so good in cocktails, like especially this style and on its own. It's a really great sipping whiskey as well. Do you like Catoctin Creek? I haven't had this one yet. Oh, that's lovely. That's really is it good. good. Yeah, that's great. I believe it's a rye, but it's uh, it's it's really nice and it mixes very very well. So let's talk about the Manhattan's cousin, the old fashioned, because you know, to a lot of people and even some bartenders, uh, it's they think it's the same drink. They think it's interchangeable. But explain the difference and explain how how you like to make a great old fashioned. Absolutely. So. Um, and so we talked about kind of the structure of the Manhattan. You have sweet vermouth, spirits, and bitters. But the old-fashioned um, is spirit, bitters, uh, syrup, like a um, simple syrup and water. So we're missing the, the sweet vermouth. And I can see the argument either way, but those are kind of the, the structures of those two drinks. Um, so a classic old-school way of making an, old fa- an old-fashioned is probably my favorite. So for me, I prefer no muddled fruit. No muddled cherries, no muddled oranges. I get it. Um, it's a really good drink if you do it, but I prefer it kind of more classic. So what I'll do is I'll put um, either kind of a rich demerara syrup, like a brown sugar syrup, mm-hmm. which is two parts brown sugar, one part water, about a quarter of an ounce to so half an ounce in a mixing glass, two ounces of uh, spirit, bourbon or rye, depending on how you're feeling that day. Um, and then once again, two dashes of bitters, three dashes of bitters, however much 
you want to really amplify those flavors um, and then just stir it. And I like mine over ice. So I'll stir it a little bit, put it over ice and just kind of sip on it. And the beautiful thing about the old fashioned, in my opinion, is the first sip is very different from the last because of all that water uh, that's being introduced into it. It really kind of starts to change some of the ingredients in there. It's it's really a delightful drink. Yeah, because at first it can taste like jet fuel. And then yeah. toward the end, you're like, oh, this is yeah, smooth. <laughs> yes. An old yeah, friend. Exactly. Well, and I feel like, you know, that first sip kind of gets you ready for the rest of the drink. You're like, all right, let's do this. And, uh, you know, kind of primes your system. And then by the end, you're used to it. You're like, oh, this is just delightful. I'm so happy right now. Yes. And it's so Don Draper. Very much so. Absolutely. So I've I've always thought that you have orange zest and you kind of squeeze the orange and rub the orange peel on the inside of the glass. But I do like the muddled cherries. Uh, I am yeah, I am yeah. a sucker for sweet things. And, you know, if if you don't stir it enough, it, it can really kick in the baby maker. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's also really great techniques too. you know, rubbing the inside of your glass that you're going to drink out of with the orange rind, it adds all that oil, adds a little complexity, adds a little bit of bitterness, which is really good in this cocktail. Um, or just, you know, squeeze the lemon or orange rind right over the top of it. Um, so you get that layer of orange right across the top. And then when you go to smell it, you get that sweet citrus notes and it just kind of adds right into the mouthfeel as well. Um, so orange is definitely a, a good garnish and a good kind of technique to add to this. And I also like, I, I'm, I'm gonna say this a lot, the maraschino cherries in this as well. Um, just kind of like after drink delight, you know, that little treat. Yeah, it's like going to uh, the uh, ice cream shop when you're a kid. Exactly. This is Kennedy Saves the World. Don't go anywhere. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Dominich, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Dominich Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. So what other whiskey drinks do you have? Like, is there a curveball that most people don't think of when they think of ordering a whiskey drink at uh, a bar? You know, it really, whiskey is so adaptable in cocktails that you could pretty much plug it into just about any drink. Um, one of the most expressive drinks that I, that I always recommend people trying um, is The Last Word. Um, it's just a powerhouse of a cocktail. So it's typically gin, green chartreuse, um, maraschino liqueur, which is just intense, and lime juice. There's no sweetener in there at all. All the sweetness comes from the liqueurs, but it's just as just wild ride of a cocktail, um, just full of flavor. So does that have a name? Do, uh, it's called the Last Word. Okay. Um, and if you haven't had it, this is probably the next cocktail I would recommend anybody listening to this podcast. Um, definitely go have a Last Word. But um, there's also a, a variation where you take out the gin and you put rye in there. And I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the Last Ward, I think, is what it's called. Mm. You know, it's a simple rift, um, but it is fantastic. It's really, really good. So, like I said, whiskey and bourbon and kind of these darker spirits are really adaptable in cocktails, um, as long as you add a little bit of weight to it with a little bit more sweetness or kind of a denser sweetness, like a brown sugar syrup in there. And what about what about basil? So I know, like, I love mixing drinks that that have some sort of citrus and mint. And so I have mm -hmm. I have my signature drink is the Canadalia, and it's muddled mint and lime um, with coconut tequila and grapefruit soda. So it's like if if a Paloma had a baby with a mojito. 
That sounds delicious. It's really good. And they, they knock you on your keister really quick because um, I use the um, Pompelmo and the Grapefruit LaCroix and kind of to cut the sugar a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so it doesn't, you know, it's not too, it's not so sweet that you feel it in the back of your jaw where it just goes, uh, uh-huh. So that's really nice. And then um, I had one that I made with uh, grapefruit and uh, basil and strawberry and uh, a little bit of ouzo and vodka. Um, and I called it, and passion fruit juice. And I called it the passion fruit of the Christ. But I was, I was thinking as we were going to talk, like, what other drinks can you make with basil? Because there's always basil. Like, people always have basil in their gardens. And you can only make so much pesto. And, you know, you can only make so many salads. So it, it seems like it's pretty natural in a cocktail. Yeah, it can be. And it can be a little bit tricky, as I'm sure you probably have seen in the past. Like, if you muddle it, it's going to turn bitter. Um, you know, so you you have to be a little bit delicate on it. You just can't, like, Cuisinart the thing and just turn it into a pesto, like you mentioned. Um, so just a nice, gentle muddle, and it won't get super bitter on you. But if you look at the flavors you talked about, anything that kind of really focuses on there would be a natural vehicle for for basil. Like, strawberries and basil are just, like, made it to work together. Right? Yeah, that is heaven um, on earth. It's so good. But then, like... If you take a look at like tomatoes, basil and tomatoes are so classic. I mean, you know, Italian food, that's like 90% of what you're going to see in most ingredients. But that in like a Bloody Mary would be phenomenal. It would be so good. You know, just adding a little bit of fresh basil in there, maybe a mozzarella, um, fresh mozzarella ball or like as a garnish in there. That would really, really be nice. And instead of like that rich tomato juice that we do, maybe do tomato water, like juice some tomato, make it a little bit more light. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a little bit more summer focused. But you could definitely do something like that for, for winter as well. Yeah, but the Bloody Mary seems like an appropriate brunch drink for the fall and winter. Uh, yeah, no, you're not wrong. When people are, are spending a little bit more time on the weekends when they're not outside as much uh, with their friends and inside restaurants where it's allowed. So what are what's a good brunch cocktail for the fall? You know, that's not a bad one. I mean, you can't get more classic than that. Um, I love French 75s. I think they're probably one of the most versatile drinks out there. So that is typically gin, lemon juice, champagne, which, I mean, you can't argue with that already, right? Uh, and some simple syrup. So that would be kind of the basis of it. And then you can have some fun with it. So um, what, especially for the fall, what I, one of the things I like to do is use a, a pear liqueur. Um, a special, special one is Belle de Brie. Um, comes in this nice little bell shape or pear-shaped bottle. That sounds uh, so amazing. It's so good. I'm telling you, it's so it you is. add that to a French 75. You take out the gin and you put that in it. Oh, instead. my garden. That sounds and it is amazing. Phenomenal. See, and I, I keep the gin in and add a little Saint Germain because anything that has Saint Germain in it, I like. You can't you can't go wrong with Saint Germain. We at one point we called it bartender's ketchup because you could literally <laughs> put that in anything and it would taste phenomenal. <laughs> no, it's true. That's a really good point. And anytime that's on the menu and it's a drink I haven't heard of, oh, well I'll have that. And uh, you know, you could you could mix Saint Germain and ketchup and I would probably drink it. You know what? I would give it a try. I'm not even going to lie. It sounds odd but i i'm into that yeah i i don't have a fancy palette and i do think i i do like the different twists on bloody marys and uh yes. you know like people who add clamato is that a bloody caesar mm-hmm. that's that's a doozy i mean that's 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 someone looking for adventure and maybe a, oh. a solo night absolutely and it, it is delicious i'm not even gonna lie 
So what is your what is your favorite cocktail? If you're if you're sort of rounding into the the creamy zone, because I love Brandy Alexander's and I make them mm. vegan. I just use like some sort of vegan coconut cream. Like when you go to the the supermarket and you see cream for your coffee and they have like the vegan non dairy plant based varieties. I usually make a Brandy Alexander with that. Uh, but y- when you want to get weird with like a creamy cocktail, what do you do? You know, um, kind of in a similar vein, uh, a brandy milk punch or um, anything like that is super good. What is that? So brandy milk punch, um, I'm going to have to look it up. It's been a while since I've had it, but it's brandy, milk, some simple syrup and some spice. Um, So you're basically kind of reconstructing the Alexander profile, Mm -hmm. um, but you're adding some complexity in there. And then you can go you can get weird with this cocktail. I mean, go all kinds of directions. So instead of like milk. Um, one of the things you could do, especially for fall, which I would highly recommend, is like an oat milk. So you add kind of those like really cool cereal notes. Um, or you can do, I, I remember there was a bar that did this. And they infuse the milk that goes in a um, brandy milk punch with cereal. And choose whatever cereal you want. It could be Frosted Flakes. It could be Captain Crunch. It could be Raisin Bran, whatever you like. And then take that leftover milk that we all loved as a kid that mm-hmm. was like super sweet and like infused with those cereal notes and use that in a cocktail. Um, so now you're adding a lot more fun, more complexity, some nostalgia in there. God, that's a always great a idea. Time. Right? Yes. <laughs> no, because that that really, I mean, it's like when they started adding cake batter to ice cream, it just flipped a switch in your brain because right. it, it took you right to the point in your childhood where you were doing something that was pure pleasure and naughty at the same time like you absolutely were not supposed to be eating the cookie dough or the cake batter and right. uh, it's the same thing with with the the cereal milk because you know it's like you're running late for school and you just slurp it down as fast as you can because it is such a high concentration of deliciousness so that's yep. really funny and so for people like me who have celiac you just have to find a gluten-free version of a cereal that tasted like something you love as a kid and there are all sorts of them like if you go to if you go to whole foods they have all sorts of hippie cereals that taste just like cocoa crisp and then right. if you use oat milk with something like that oh my gosh i may have to do that tomorrow night because you're gonna uh, have to report back because I, I I I would love for you to tell me what you think of it. Yeah, right now we we've been having um, French vanilla Ciroc mixed oh, yeah. with Godiva liqueur, and you just shake it and strain it over ice, and it's uh it's devastating. Yeah, it's funny because like early when I started. That's like DUI stuff. in a cup. You got to be really careful <laughs> and make sure that you got your Uber app already open before you start drinking them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was going to say, I, I remember when I first got into bartending, I was introduced to a shot called uh, B-52, which is Kahlua, Bailey's, and I think it's Grand Marnier. Yeah, B-52s um, are awesome. That's very similar to a duck fart. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that over ice, if you made that into a cocktail, would be equally as delicious. All right. Well, consider that done. I think next week when we uh, when we get the troops together, we may have to give that a whirl because um, every week on the Kennedalia show, uh, we do like to get together and and have a little bit of experimental fun and cheers the week. And it's it's a great team building exercise. And, you know, it's it's a, a way of introducing things that are interesting and new. And um, we had one of our producers bring in uh, Sevilla Tangeray. And, oh, cool! Yeah, and that was so good. And we mix it with a, a number of different things, including tonic, and uh, it was it was fantastic. So you know, it's 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 just a different way to uh, have a potluck 
and just make sure you don't barf. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect way to end a week. I'm not even going to lie. Yes. No, there's always something new to look forward to. And there's so many ways of, of putting interesting twists on the things that you already love. So you can go to abarabove.com. You can check out all of Chris's videos and recipes and techniques. And you will, in very short order, be a mixologist. You will impress your friends and you will be the envy of your circle as well. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation, Kennedy. Yeah, we'll talk to you again when the seasons change. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. For more podcasts from my friends at Fox, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.